right. <clears throat> so hey, I am now on the line with a Miss Latasha Mullins, who is a bachata dancer and instructor currently living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are you currently manage the Facebook page for the level of bachata, is that correct? That's correct. So if I'm not mistaken, um born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, grew up in Zachary, Louisiana. Is that correct? That is also correct. <laughs> How are you doing today, Elvis, Natasha? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm very excited I get the opportunity to speak with you. I really appreciate you. Taking time out to talk to me. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, were you were you dancing at all from I guess you know Zachary to when you got to college? Are you dancing at all between those periods? No, I'm late to the game. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. I didn't, I didn't discover dancing until 2008. Okay, shucks. Yeah, so I was at an open mic night actually doing poetry. Ah. And somebody after, you know, said, hey, would you mind doing poetry at this other club? Because they did variety nights. And she was like, we do this on this night, this on that night, Latin night on Friday. And I was like, what? Latin night in Baton Rouge? Because I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my introduction to it. So. Yeah, before okay. 2000, I didn't know anything. Hey, so let me ask you this then: what were, what were your hobbies when you first got to college? And you know, were you doing poetry at the time? What else were you doing, if anything? I played basketball, of course. I okay, didn't so play for the time. Oh, but I played in. A- okay, okay. I was saying you played for ba- uh, LSU. That'd have been cool. <laughs> yeah, I played basketball at the Rec Center. Okay, okay, okay. And I was I had some leadership in some of the student organizations and different things like that too. Okay. Okay, that's awesome. So um so yes, yes, you're going to 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 you know LSU. Um I guess I'm very curious to hear, you know, how was your time at LSU? What was that experience like for you? Um, first couple of years I cruised. <laughs> and what you mean? It but was the, easy or yeah, it was easy. Again, that's that's what I did. I'm an academic, so okay. But senior was challenging. Like those classes were intense, especially being a science major, uh-huh. calculus, organic chemistry, and molecular biology, and all that kind of stuff. It was intense, mm, especially at a big university, right? Shucks. Yeah, I guess you. So, I and, guess. And I was a student worker too, so I spent a lot of time on campus between like student organizations, the classes, and being a student worker. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So so you um so yeah, you you worked as well as went to school, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man. And and do you think that made it more difficult? Or I guess obviously was it was that more difficult for you or made it more difficult? Um it gave you structure, I guess, because you really mm-hmm. had to prioritize. Prioritize your time. True, but I, I'm, yeah, it was. I think every a lot of people do it more so now, even if it's just to have like your own spending money. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's okay, to have a high job when you're in college. <laughs> I mean, I had one too, so I definitely understand. I just had. I didn't have to pay for. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I need this to pay for college. You know, 
seriously that we, as you spoke on that yeah that's that's huge that's so big so you have no student debt right now nope yeah that's awesome that's so awesome seriously um so uh so you, you, you kind of spoke on it so you know you said you were doing poetry at one point i guess how did you get into poetry how did that come about i think i've always written okay um since I was younger and um there is a group in Baton Rouge, and I cannot think of the name right now, but Ghost is one of the well-known artists. And I was going to a lot of their events um, at the time, a lot of spoken word. And uh, one of my friends, her name is Mika, she invited me out to this particular open mic night somewhere, at, like a culture club or a club culture or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm not, because I usually sing background vocals with her. But I was like, I'm going to do a poem tonight. And so I did a poem, and I guess it was received well because someone approached me afterwards. So, but yeah. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so, so yeah, you're getting into poetry and everything. And I guess uh, you said you got introduced to Latin Night, you know, by chance. Uh, were you instantly intrigued by that? You kind of said you were excited when you first heard about it. I was, because I used to watch the, the competitions on TV. Yeah. And that's all I really knew, right? And Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez and Enrique Iglesias, like, that was, like, the mainstream people who were well-known in the U.S. Exactly. So, watch it on TV, the, the, the competitions, and so, like, wait, there's a place here that actually does it? Hey. So, it was exciting. Yeah. Um, so Hey kid, come here Hey, if you could like and subscribe for the channel That'd be amazing Let's get back to the show yeah. Um, So, tell me this then Who was, I guess, who was running that first That little club you went to or, or You said it was a club, right? It was 600 Main That was the name of the club Okay, it's still going on today or no? It is not Okay <laughs> Okay. You, you never heard of 600 Main? Uh, I, I didn't spend a lot of time in Baton Rouge, so no. Is it popular? It was like the place to be on a Friday night. Really? In Baton Rouge? Mm-hmm. Mm. See, I, I was in New Orleans, so I, I never went to Baton Rouge. When I came to Panola, I would go to Moe's usually and Mo Cafe East. I know Moe's Chalet and Cafe East. Those are like... Yeah. Um, did you ever go to like Moe's is still going. Cafe East is, is no more. I, exactly. I don't think so either, but Mo Chalet is still going. Yeah, Mo Chalet, that's like that's like the Latin club. That's where the real Latins be at. Um, all right, so yeah. <laughs> but um so I was in New Orleans. Did you ever go to like um what is it? Uh I'm blanking on the name of it. Oh my goodness. The day I mean, by you moving me into what was that at though? That was at um dance quarters. Bingo dance quarters. Did you ever go to dance quarters or did you go to the bowling alley? Was a rocket bowl? I never been there. I would go to dance quarters for the social, and then um, Eiffel, Eiffel like on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that that was um that was a uh, liquid rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had them on the show as well. They. That's weird. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we, we probably were in the same social at least one point. I, we had that. I was in New Orleans for two years, so I knew we had that been. Um, yeah. Th- so yeah, they actually. 
when I left in ju- July, and I left in August, I left New Orleans in August of 2019, and they had just stopped doing Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Eiffel 65. They had just stopped it. That was, that was, that was like, that was a, it was a free venue, you know, free to get in, only place on Wednesday night you could go to, and it was really nice. It was so cool. So it was super, yeah, it was really nice. It was super duper unfortunate when they had stopped doing that. Um, but uh, but so going back to two thousand eight, you know, you said you you got introduced to it. Um, I guess what what was that first night like? You you, you said you got introduced to do uh, some poetry there. What was that night like? The poetry night was it was fun. Like people sang, they like people play instruments. It was just like a fun night of a lot of culture. Like it was, it was, it wasn't your typical like club night because uh. it was an open mic, a lot of talent, and I mean it was just fun. It was a chill night. It was okay. fun. Yeah. And, and, okay, so because people were doing like really good, <laughs> you know, it was a fun night. It was okay. A fun night. And, and so yeah, the night you went, it was just an open mic night. So. Did you go that Friday night to um to the Latin night or no? The following Friday, I went to the to six hundred main. So the port the poetry was at a different venue. Oh, that was, but the the manager was there and she was like, "Can you come do this at six hundred main?" Because they have nights there. So I went the following Friday for Latin night. Didn't know anything like salsa, what bachata, who <laughs> like. <laughs> I didn't know like the different music styles, just nothing. But if you went from nine to ten, it was a free class. Nice. So I went for the free class, and I kept going for the free class <laughs> every like Friday, you know. And I practiced at home, and um, I watched YouTube, and I just went and danced with people that were willing to like help me, even though mm. I was a beginner. Yeah. You know? never had like the studio classes experience mine has always been like authentically raw dancing with a dominican a cuban a honduran whatever just that was my experience hey and over time i got it (laughs) hey hey, do you um do you remember who was your i guess who, who was teaching at that time do you remember their name LSAO, and we're friends to this day. He's an older gentleman, but we're like we we're like road dogs. If we hey. want to go somewhere, like hey, you want to go check out this club in Mississippi? Okay. You want a road trip to Houston to check out some place? And it's like okay. So he loves it just as much as I do. Hey. And like in its pure form, like just in its authentic form, you know, mm-hmm. nothing too structured, just like. Feeling the music and dancing. Okay, and, and so where, where is he from? He's from Mexico. Okay, he dances everything like salsa, bachata, cumbia, merengue, like cha-cha. Okay. He got the moves then, huh? <laughs> so um, not, so, not but I dance everything too. Okay, but you're but you say you're a bachatera. But the bachata is my love. Okay, okay. So, no, Um, so uh, I guess let me hear about this then. What, you know, going back to 2008, what was your beginner stage like in, in bachata? 
a lot of count. Well, just in general counting, like one, two, three, four. Da, 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 da. One, <laughs> two, three. I mean, like it was a lot of counting and learning and trying to like know when to turn and know when to do this and know when to do that. Um, okay. Frustration. I was like, I want to dance like her, and I want to be able to do like you know, like yeah. and you're just doing the basics. All you know is the basics. But um just stuck with it and like i said a lot of practice at home and just consistency in going to the venue. And let me, then, let me... I then i developed like knowledge of the music and the mm -hmm. artists cultures, and that kind of thing and then it was just like a lifestyle so okay okay let me ask you this real quick though i'm very curious um you know you kind of spoke on when you were beginning, you just said, you know, you wanted to dance like, you know, an advanced dancer, someone you perceived to be, you know, advanced or good. Um, for someone who is a beginner as well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, do you have any advice for them? I, I guess in regards to patience, anything that you could speak on that, you know, trying to rush the process and be good in one day, you know? Right. I, well, my thing is this. I think musicality is underappreciated. Mm. So in addition to like styling and being able to look a certain way, I think you have to appreciate the music. Because once you have like that connection, like your body will do what it needs to do. Mm. The tempo, the instrumentation, like all that kind of stuff. But everything is, is stepwise. Rome wasn't built in a day, okay. you know, like that whole So you just have to say, okay, if this is something that I'm interested in, I can't be like advanced day one. Mm -hmm. You have to start somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. So if you're like that hungry for it, then you have to be consistent. Yeah. And you have to in your free time. So you can't just think like if I go to one Friday event. I'm going to master it. No, ah. it takes effort. <laughs> I mean, you have, you do, you have to put in just like you practice for anything to learn an instrument, to learn a craft, you know, college. I mean, you have to put the time into it. It's nothing overnight. It's no magic potion. No, it's you're right. Not. You're right. Um, I want, I want to speak on something you just said. Um, you know, for, for beginners and, and, and other people as well, um, why is musicality so important? Why is that important? Because you need to have a connection with what you're doing. Like, you can learn a sequence of moves and steps, but if that's all it is and you don't have a connection to the music, there's no sabor. Like, there's no flavor. Like, you can learn a step, but you always should have your own flavor, your own style that you put in with it. And when you know the music, it's just a different feel when you're dancing, you know? Like, you know it's going to build up and it's a pause and, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just it's a difference than just like, oh, I learned this in class and I'm, you know, going through this, the steps. It's a, a total different experience when you have a connection with the music. And your dance partner too. But the music, you can always dance by yourself, right? So hey. as long as you have a connection with the music, like it's it's just a different experience than just knowing steps. I I I mean I completely agree with that. Um 
because I, I guess you, your partner can tell too when you're like, if you're leading it, you know what I'm saying? Or you, either one, but your partner can tell when you're like truly in tune with the music, right? And then, like you said, it's a different experience. It's, it, it gives it that savoir. I, I get you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Girl, are you really going to make me do like this step? Did you not just hear the tempo change? And like, we're okay. just. And I'm like, so it, it matters to me. I listen to Latin music like 24-8. So everything from Maluma to Juanes to, you know, El Gran Combo, like all of it. I just, I love all the Latin music. Okay. So, so let me ask you this now. I can speak on it because, you know, I, I come from a Leeds perspective. I'm very curious, you know, what is it like being a follow and and when that happens like you just said when the lead is is not connected with the music what is that like for you is that is that infuriating does that make you want to stop dancing or like what <laughs> i'm gonna finish the dance but i'm gonna be a little bit apprehensive about the next one <laughs> mm, okay i understand and then just being a lead is one thing but being a good lead is another thing and so i feel like if you're a good lead you're connected with your partner. Like you, you, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of test the waters and see like, well, let me do this and see if my person follows. follows. And if they can, then you can tell like, okay, well, they're a little bit more advanced. And if they don't, then you're like, okay, well, let me tone it down. Mm -hmm. Don't still try to, you know, what you know. Right. But again, the, the, Connection with the music—that's my thing. Is that? Like I said, you can always dance by yourself, mm -hmm. and I do that. Sometimes. And it's not to be mean or anything, but if it's a song that I really, really like, I just want that moment. Hey, hey, hey! So wait, so let me ask you this then. Um, well, are are you learning to lead at all, or are you strictly a follow? I lead ladies a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, that's my next area keep working on um because a lot of times we go out we don't we never have enough leads come on, come like, on <laughs> and so i've started to lead bachata and merengue a little bit of salsa but i'm gonna work on my salsa a lot more because like if nobody else can i'm like okay i can lead a little bit and yeah. then you know we can but it's always the shortage of guys come it just now. is oh man and, and um, I would say for you yourself, you know, when you learn to both lead and follow, it only makes you that much better of an answer. Because I you start, so. oh, I know so. I know for a fact. I'd say that right now. See, if you could, if you continue to lead your dancing, you will be an amazing dancer. I guarantee you. Um, so yeah, so you said you know, uh, you're you're learning. Bachata. And so you said you're just going to those weekly classes just once a week and practicing outside of it. Let me ask you this, Dan. Um, the way you learn bachata, or I guess, you know, Latin dancing, um, would you recommend it to other beginners? Or, or do you think there's a, a better way to a better way to do your beginner stage? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> my thing is, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. Um, my word that I use is like authenticity or being like true to the dance as it is 
to the culture. So, um, like for me, it was just raw. There was no class, you know, where everybody lined up and you did the same thing and someone told you, you know, X, Y, and Z. It was like, okay, this guy is going to dance with me, but I don't know how to dance salsa. It's okay. I'll show you. Like, it was that raw to where you're on the dance floor and you're learning, like, in the moment. Yeah. And then, you know, go home and be like, okay, let me try to, like, decipher what I did and, you know, all this and that. But um, for some people, structure may be their thing. Yeah. They may want to break it down, you know, step by step. Um, I don't think it really matters. I just think you should always have like an authentic experience. So you should know, I don't even know how to put it. Like the structure classroom lessons are one thing. And then like kind of the more it's a restaurant, but we're going to dance after nine and it's a club with like, it's a, it's a different vibe. So I I think a combination of the two is probably the best. So you get a holistic view right so you're not just thinking like oh this is the only way or that is the only way so if you if you do both then you kind of have more of a holistic view of the dancing no i I, 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 I what you're saying and i think what you're saying though is um because i hear people say this as well um you know let's say if you're taking classes like in a studio and if Mm -hmm. you if you only take those classes and you never go social dancing, like you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be a good social dancer because you're in that, you're always in that controlled environment. Um, but if you, you know, if if you do the classes as well as go social dancing, you know, you become a better dancer because you're you're learning the technical aspects from the classroom, right? As well as just uh, putting it to use and not having that instructor, you know, give you that structured environment. If you get what I'm right. saying. I feel like you learn the base, like your, your instructor can give you the basics, but you have to add your own sabor. Like you have to make it yours. Mm-hmm. So like learning like basic, but uh, basic salsa, right? One, two, three, five, six, seven, da, da, da. turn six, seven, right? Uh-huh. And I'm and really initially it's like, oh, this is what salsa is until I dance with a Cuban. Uh, and it was <laughs> completely different. They, yeah, they do, uh, they do casino. Okay. This is salsa in a line, and now I'm dancing salsa in a circle. Like what? And well, more authentically, it's the salsa in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. So, had I not like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Latin club or to this Latin restaurant that's gonna turn into a dance spot after nine, and all I had was like, this is you know what salsa is. I would probably not have known that. Like, oh, there are different styles of mm. this of that so I think both perspectives are good and like just to be holistic as a well-rounded dancer and have an understanding do both and then if you like one over the other you know that's where you invest your time to do your resources yeah but don't have like a misconception of what the dance is and a disconnect to the culture that it's relative to you know what I'm saying so that's how I look at it Mm, nah, I understand you. I'm very curious. You um, you said in the beginning, you know, you were learning, you were just dancing with random people, and sometimes you 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 never knew their their expertise level, you know, their level they're at. Um, I'm very curious. 
two-part question. One, did you ever get discouraged and like want to quit? And two, you know, I guess, you know, what kept you going? You know, why did you stick with dancing? Um, I don't think I ever got discouraged. I might have gotten a little frustrated if I okay. couldn't get the step, the you know the the move, but never discouraged because it was it was fun, it was social. I made friends, you know. And like I said, it became like, and I always saw it on TV, and I was like, I want to, I want to do that, I want to do that, and like here's the opportunity, right? So the more friends I developed, the more I learned little by little. It became like, oh, I really really enjoy this. So mm. I never was like. Oh my god, I can't get it. I'm done. Like that yeah. was never that never came up. Um it was just like I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna practice and I'm gonna practice. Mm, Every that's how you do it. I'm gonna go. And like we had other venues here too. So Saturday night we had Los Diablos. And then like I said, we would go to the Mo's. And so like you almost were dancing like three or four nights a week nice. at some point. But it got to that. And I was there, like, hey, oh, hey, where are hey. we going tonight? <laughs> You know, so, and I'm, like, in my 20s, fresh out of college, like, I don't have major responsibilities, right? So, I can do this and still get up and go to work in the morning. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't think I was ever discouraged. And what was the second part of the question? I forgot. Um, Actually, if you were discouraged, and, and, you know, what kept you going? Why? You see, you started in 2008. Why now in 2019 are you still dancing? Um, One, I've developed a love for the cultures especially the Dominican Republic, because that's where Bachata is from. Um, I've made, like, friends that I've had for years and years and years who are from all of these different countries. Um, I've, like, become an honorary, <laughs> if you will, right? It's like, oh, you're, you're, you're an honorary Latina, that kind of thing yeah, amongst okay. friends. And it's just been a beautiful experience. Um, and dance is a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun, and yes. it should be. And anytime that is not, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's a social activity. And like I said, I've made a lot of friends that I've had over the years. Um, it sparked my desire to become fluent in Spanish again. <laughs> and so I'm trying to be holistic, like <laughs> artist and the dancing and the Spanish and like, you know, the cultural awareness, like everything holistically. So it's a lifestyle at this point. <laughs> oh wow, it's a lifestyle. Okay. You know, like, I can't just be like, okay, I'm done with, with nah. Like, it's like a high, right? You you get your your fix, and then you're like, okay, when we dancing again? <laughs> <laughs> that definitely and, and I agree with that. That's the reason why we um, that's why that's the reason why we do it is because we enjoy it, right? It's fun to us, correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah, and if it's not fun, then something's wrong. You need to reevaluate the situation. <laughs> So, I definitely understand that. So, uh, I guess, so you said, you know, I guess it's back in, you know, early 2000, uh, 2010, maybe 2008, you had a lot of places to go dancing to. I'm very curious, um, from 2008 to 2019, where we're at now, how has the latin scene and baton rouge how has it changed has it grown has it shrunk how, how has it changed what have you what have you seen i would say that it has shrunk okay. unfortunately um so once 600 main went down and then los diablos followed those are like the main two spots here 
So you've had um, Tropical for a little bit, but they didn't last. And then currently we have El Sitio, which was formerly a couple other things prior, but it's doing well. XBO is trying to come back again. There's um, Club Madrid and El Patron. And they do okay, but nothing has been like a dominant like 600 main was oh. It's kind of like this one tries, and if it's not successful, then, you know, someone else picks up in the same venue, essentially, right? But a different name. Oh. Kind of thing. So, I don't know. So, I find myself going other places to dance often. Um, and when I don't feel like traveling and I just want to dance or I just want to be in the environment or hear the music, then I usually go locally here. Mm. But so, it used so, to be a very vibrant scene and it has diminished. So that's yeah. part of my effort too, is to try to help rebuild that again. And not just from like a club perspective, but just um, introducing people who may not otherwise have an opportunity or come across, you know, someone else or some situation to where they're, you know, they know this exists or they're, they have any other way of being introduced to it. So kind of from a more of a community perspective, you know, like, Hey, did y'all know Latin dance was a thing? Cause I didn't. Uh, right. Yeah. So, you know, it may be like, Oh, this is a fun little social thing to do that can be taken out of the club context or even the social context and like brought down to like the community level where it can be, you know, a learning experience or a teaching experience for like cultural awareness or diversity, as opposed mm. to like, you know, dancing to become a expert or going to the club, but just like an awareness. Okay. And I definitely understand that. Desire, right? Some people don't like to go to the club. And some people don't want to be the next Troy and Georgette. Yeah. You know, like just want to dance or they just need to, the introduction to have a social thing, you know, to do. So I think there needs to be a median, you know, where some people are comfortable enough, like, oh, okay, I learned this. And it's a fun thing to do on occasion or once a month or twice a month or whatever. You know the deal, maybe. Mm -hmm. I definitely understand it. I'm surprised. So you do you actually know uh, Troy and George yet? I don't know them personally. Okay, I know okay. of them. All right. Yeah. I, like my mentee, I watched her videos so much for the Dominican footwork, for the bachata. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I was. I would, when I was in New Orleans, I was trying so hard to get Troy on, but he's a busy man. He's a busy man. Um. So, so you know, you kind of spoke on a lot of things right there, but um, you know, I, I guess uh, I'm very curious. Um, for for someone who might be in your same situation, you know, um, their 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 local dancing community is not where they want it to be. Um, is their only option, you know, I guess, to travel? Is that all that they can do? I don't think so. I think you work on building what you have here, okay. which is efforts that I'm gonna have for 2021 with my what I love page. Um, like I say, more community impact. So 
not just dance, right? So what can we do that's beneficial to the community, but also incorporate dance with it? Mm. Like, that's kind of where my focus is. Um, and then you have to um, meet people where they are. You know, you have to have a willingness to give of yourself and your time and to help build you know, and solidify things locally where you are. So I'm hoping to be, you know, an advocate to try to help to, you know, build the scene that we have here. Um, Because it is kind of just like you're either going to the dance classes or you're going to the club. And like there is no median, you know, there's no, there's no bridge between the two. Mm -hmm. And I I think we should, yeah. It shouldn't have to be one extreme or the other. Is what I'm saying. Because I'm, like, I'm not gonna go to the dance classes because I'm intimidated or it seems a little too structured, right? And then some people are like, I'm not going to the club because it's a club, and I don't want to go to the club. Yeah. So then you have like, vision, and we need to like we need to bridge that. Is what I think. Mm, I understand. I definitely do. Uh, I'm very curious. Um, you know, I guess. What or when? I guess kind of both. What got you into teaching, and when did that start? Um, that just was kind of a, a natural transition. It wasn't something that I was looking to do, but just being out and um, you know, having people say, "Oh, you dance well," and "Oh, I like your style," and that kind of thing, and it just kind of happened organically. Like mm-hmm. if I'm somewhere and someone doesn't know the steps or you can tell they're kind of new, I'll take the time, you know, to be like, okay, this is the basics and this is the count and da 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 and that kind of thing. And so um, I go to Lafayette and Lake Charles a lot now to kind of dance with those communities and I have some friends there. And if I am coming and it's like, oh, you're going to come and help with the, the dance before the event, you know, the classes before the event. And I'm like, okay, sure. We'll get there an hour early, that kind of thing. So it's just kind of, it's not anything where I'm like, you know, stern and these are my students. and It's just like, if there is an opportunity, then I'm going to help, basically. I get so you. everything is usually um, like free. I don't, you know, make any profits or anything like that. Um, like, even at my job, we're going to do Dancing on the Docks for 2020. Nice. And it's just going to be, like, a fun team-building, you know, activity for my coworkers. So it's just, to me, I just feel like it's giving people the experience that you enjoy. Like, you know, it's just like, look, I know how much I enjoy Latin dance. I want you to have the same hey. feel, you know? So it's not about, like, notoriety and... All that. It's just like sharing that same happiness with other people. Okay. I definitely understand that. Um, oh, I was going to ask you something. What was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you. Oh, I had a good question for you. You oh, have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I do, and I just blanked on it. Um, Dang, I blanked on it. Okay, it'll come back to me. So, uh, Oh, okay. I think I remember. I got it. I got it now. Cool. <laughs> um, so, you know, you've been dancing for the past, I guess, 11 years now. I'm mm-hmm. very curious to hear um, 
you know, what are, well, you know, from all your, all your dancing experience, you know, your whole time in the scene, what are some things that you know now that you wish you had known back in 2008 when you first started? Um, I guess one of them was Dominican style bachata. Because when I first learned bachata, I knew Romeo was in Prince Royce and Toby Love. And I've seen Bachata Heights, like those type artists. And I thought like that was bachata, right? Mm. The bachata. And then it took a little bit down the road to be like, okay, what is this type of bachata? Um DJ Babyface came, the guy who was like DJing with Romeo Santos at the time. And it was like, oh my God, DJ Babyface is coming to 600 May. So it was kind of a big deal, right? And he gave out mix CDs and I listened to the CD and it was this bachata mix. And it was like, I didn't know at the time, like Yoscar and Luis Vargas and Anthony Santos and like Joe Vedas and like all the bachata legends. And I was like, what is this? What is this kind of bachata? And that's when I was like the instrumentation and the tempo changes and all that kind of stuff. And that led me to the, what is it? The Was it the barber, the Dominican barbershop or something where they were doing the videos? I'm not sure. Georgia? Oh, okay. okay. I'm not sure, yeah. That led, well, you said only you, only you were here for two years. I forget. Anyway, so that led to like, oh, the footwork. Like that's the part that's missing from the bachata. So it's not just your basic one, two, three, four, one, two, you know, and it's like, okay, that's what was missing. So that's, I didn't know to begin with. Um, the second thing was, if we mess up, it's usually y'all's fault. No, I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the least fault. I mean, occupant is always the least fault. It's always the least fault. So you're not wrong on that. Because some, some guys would be like trying to, teach you on the dance floor like it's, and this is me young so i don't you know like young in my dancing so i don't know you know what i'm like okay right. maybe I, I am doing it wrong and right and we like count and we just can't get this you know and so over time it was like yeah 90 percent of the time it's probably your lead it's your least fault it's always a least fault so you're not wrong you're definitely right <laughs> but um i don't know what i know now that is more than dance, too. I know that. It's more than music. It's more than dance. It's a big part of someone's culture. That part I've learned and I respect. Mm. So I think that's the takeaway. Because mm. I love the dance and I love the music, but it's a big part of culture. I definitely understand. Yeah. I definitely understand. Um. <sighs> I got two questions I want to ask you. I don't know which one to go with if, if I should even ask them, but um, I'll clean the fifth <laughs> if I want. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nothing crazy. I'm just like I, I talk to a lot of dancers, and you know, a lot of times they are they're not from the culture which the dance originates from, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm I'm so curious. You know, I, I ask people this often. Um, you know, why is it important to, I guess, you know, to know the culture or respect the culture that the dance comes from? Why is that important? Well, why can't you just learn the dance and leave it at that? Well, the part, the, I mean, you answered yourself in your question, 
it's respect. Okay, that is like, right. <laughs> no, honestly, at the core, it's respect, right? And I did a video on my page about this a week or so ago. It's, you know how it is in the U.S. We kind of have a tendency to take from others and manipulate it to our own benefit. Right. I'll just say it like, right? And so that happens even in the dance scene, um, like the over-sexualization of Kisumba and Bachata. Definitely. And I went to in 2016 and nobody dipped and rolled and did any of that to me when I was dancing bachata with them in the DR. And I'm not knocking, you know, people who do that, but uh-huh. for someone who goes to class and that's what they learn, then they think, oh, this is authentically bachata right. or this is authentic samba, and it's not. So I think we have a responsibility to if we're gonna teach something that's not ours because it's not like you're not cuban authentically you're not puerto rican like salsa is not yours if you're a louisiana american born girl like myself you know so i think we have a responsibility to make it known so if you're gonna say i'm gonna go and i'm gonna teach salsa hey salsa is a latin dance style blah 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 you know, there are multiple styles of salsa, but in this class, we're going to learn this. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think you have a responsibility to respect the culture in that sense. Um, I've had, you know, read like several articles where people are like, they're disgruntled in the sense of like, why all of this, like the girls have to have on like halters and leggings to dance like bachata and it's just the over-sexualization and even, you know, the kisumba and salsa to some degree. And it's like mothers and 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 uh, sons dance bachata together. And, right, you know, that right. so it doesn't have to be like this, you know, overly sensual display. And if it is, at least educate people enough to know like, hey, in its authenticity, this is what bachata is. This is where it comes from. This is the culture. This is the importance of this dance to this culture and why. So I think if you're going to, you know, take it and try to make something of it for yourself, especially if you're making a profit on it, you have a responsibility to, like, inform the people, like, this is this dance style in its truth. That's just, it's just respect. At the bottom line, it's bottom respect. Line. Okay. I definitely understand that. I mean, just like you, your podcast, if, if someone was to, you know, take your thing and like, you can be pissed. If, like, <laughs> hey, you know, like, that's me. What are y'all doing? You see what I'm saying? Like, and they don't give you kudos, right? Oh, come on now. I definitely understand that. Yeah. So, um, so I can I guess we kind of switch subject. Well, it's the same same thing, but I, I'm best. I'm very curious on the next question. Um, do you think the reason you enjoy bachata so much is that because you connect with the music so much? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took it upon myself to like read and do my own homework, right? And then I took it upon myself to go to the Dominican, and then I took it upon myself to learn who were <laughs> and looking for myself to go to the concerts to meet these artists and to see and I'm not saying everybody has to take that route you know but I'm just saying like these are the steps that I took because 
of all the dances, of all the music, bachata was like the okay. one. Like okay. something about bachata, right? It just stuck to me. So um, so I took the initiatives to learn as much as I could to have the experiences and everything. So like when I'm listening to music, I'm like, oh, that's Luis Vargas. By yeah. sound, like, you know? Oh, that's Anthony Santos. Like by sound, like I know the art. If I see them I, in person, like I know. Oh my uh, God, that's, like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, that was my, and that's my way of like showing respect, you know, like not just say, oh yeah, I'm the bachatera. Oh, you are. Who is this artist right now? Oh, I don't know. So mm. how can you say that? And you don't I... even know like who you don't know who you're dancing to. You know, you don't know that this is Dominican mute. Like, so that's my thing. Just a respect for the culture and an appreciation. And those are my efforts to say like, okay, I'm self-proclaiming the bachatera because not only do I dance, but I went to the country and I know the artists and I know the music and I go and see them. And now I have my page and like, I'm trying to do as much as I can, you know, to promote bachata in its authenticity, traditional right. Dominican. So okay, that's awesome. I think I think it's really cool because like I I relate to you. Um, I do like salsa. I do like bachata. But for me, kizomba is like that's the one for me. I thoroughly enjoy mm-hmm. kizomba, and I think I think it's because I think it's the music though. You know, like when you it enjoy really the music, yeah, when you enjoy the music, that music genre, it makes you enjoy the dance that much more, right? Right. Yeah. Because like I could put someone that's bachata all day and like okay i'm not tired of listening to it you know somebody else might be like oh my god another bachata (laughs) (laughs) else but for me like i never get tired of bachata i mean just latin dancing in general because like i said from salsa to you know like victor manuel frank ruiz and El Gran Combo, Grupo Nietzsche, like, yeah, you, you, said, all these artists. you know, yeah, you, you really about it. <laughs> no, but, but that's nation. And then you have like, um, you know, Omega, Don Omar, Ozuna, J Balvin, Malou, like all the artists. So when I say like, I genuinely just enjoy the music, like, Bachata is the number one. Like, there's hey. no contest. That, but like, holistically, I think I have a good roundness of the Latin artists in general. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, what are some things? Yeah. Oh, you go ahead and pull it out. Go ahead and pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got the flag. She got the DR flag. I sure know. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um, what are some things? that you learn from dancing that you're able to translate to your everyday life? Um, working through pain. Okay. Yes, or difficulties, right? Because some days you get off the dance floor and your legs are like spaghetti. Yeah, come on. I don't know if you had those experiences, but I mean, like, sometimes we go hard, like, back to back, and, like, you just... You feel like you've been at the gym. I said, especially with that Dominican bachata, man, that footwork crazy. <laughs> it is. And then Punta, too. Okay, I, the, I don't know Punta. Oh, that's, 
I mean, you move your legs like really fast and a lot. But anyway, um, just pushing through the pain, metaphorically, right? Pushing through the difficulties. Mm-hmm, that very. Um, and also, like, diversity to me is a big one. Because a lot of people, when you say Latin dance, the first and only thing that comes to mind is what? Salsa, maybe, or what? Or what you mean? Salsa. And I'm like, do you not understand, like, Latin dance is huge. It is. Like, the Spanish-speaking countries there are. So it's just been um, an opportunity to kind of enlighten other people to be like, yeah, salsa is one of the dance styles, but there's this, 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 and this, and it's from these different countries. So um, diversity is another key factor. And I think that's one of the things that resonates with me Um, because like, I'm just a regular smeckler Louisiana girl, <laughs> but like I've been taken in, you know, like my Latino family, they they welcome me with open arms and I appreciate that, you know. Yeah. I, I've never felt like, oh, here's the black girl trying to salsa dance, or here's the black girl trying to salsa. It's just been like so well received, you know, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um yeah. I don't know what else, but definitely the diversity is something that has been able to translate. And I've always kind of had a diverse group of friends growing up. I mean, Zachary is a predominantly white school and as well as LSU. So it's never been like an overwhelmingly, you know, African-American surrounding. Okay. Mm. So it's always kind of been different people around, you know? So yeah, that's worked out and translated well. Mm, okay. Okay. So enough. So enough. Um, I guess I really wanna maybe just ask you this one last question. Um can you give me one tip that can make anyone a better dancer immediately? <laughs> well, you know, one thing is the musicality. But just say you don't know the music, right? But you want to better dance. It's going to be clean. But I was just say, always be teachable. Hmm. And that's and when- not to, like, that's not to, like, let someone, I don't know, like, dominate you or, like, force their style on you. But always be teachable. Like, nobody knows everything, mm-hmm. right? I'm like LeBron James, and he's like the GOAT, supposedly, but Michael Jordan, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love LeBron, but I'm just saying, I grew up with Jordan. Um, he still goes to practice, right? His coaches still guide him. like, And he's a phenomenal basketball player, known worldwide. But he's still teachable. Mm-hmm. Like, even in his greatness, he still has a coach. He still has teammates. He still has trainers and everyone else who's still, he's still learning in his career, right? So I would say no matter your level, just still be teachable because none of us knows every single thing there is to know sure about the Latin dance scene. So, yeah, yeah, I that's think- right. 
I, I think you're right. That's definitely right. You're, that's so correct. Um, always be a student is something that I often hear from, especially instructors. You know, some instructors they'll get they'll get stagnant and they'll stop taking classes themselves. And it's, you know, something I hear from other instructors. You know, even as an instructor, you know, you you're always a student. You're always learning, and that's what separates the good dancers from the stagnant dancers. You know. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to forget this. Talk to me about For the Love of a Child. That's your Facebook page. Um, when did you start that? And is it just, you know, to to try and grow your community? Is that what you started that for? So I started that last year around okay. September. Okay. It's relatively new. Um, and initially it was a place for me to have, like, all my dance experiences in one place. Nice. Without it being, like, my personal page. So that was my initial thing. Like, I can post as much bachata and artists and music and videos, and it's in one collective place. So it's kind of developed now into what can I do with this page? Mm-hmm. So that ties back to when I was telling you, like, dance will always be, like, the underlying thing. But what else can I do in addition to dance? And for me, that's the community aspect. So part of it, I'm thinking like free um, English classes, right? Um, Homework help for, you know, parents who don't speak a lot of um, English that may not be able to help their kids. So just different community things, you know, raising, um, getting donations and just different events and activities that can be done to help the community. So I would predominantly say the Spanish speaking community, but really anyone um, can partake and engage, you know? Um, So that's kind of my focus. I want to still, you know, travel kind of like you said, if I could travel and record, you know, all the places I go and dance and artists, you know, all that kind of stuff, that's ideal. But for now, just to keep it, you know, local is going to be more focused on community engagement in addition to the Latin dancing. Okay. Okay. Kind of add those two things together, but I'm still going to travel. I'm still going to see artists. I'm still going to go to events. Um, in fact, January coming up is the Amargi Fusion Weekender with Sierra and Ace Fusion. Okay. I don't know if you I'm not familiar. Late. Um, so it's going to be in D.C., and that's, that's not birthday. too far from me. You coming up there? I... Oh, yes. DC is only like so, two hours from me, so that's not far at all. But it, it's basically um, a love fusion weekend is what they're calling it. But the focus is Dominican style bachata. And there are going to be several instructors and uh, I think two Dominican uh, bachata artists. So it's going to be a good event, I think. That's really cool. Um, that's awesome. So that's it. Like, kind of, you know, this will be a first for me to do the classes, classes, right? Ah, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, this will be interesting, but it's something I want to do since the focus is traditional bachata. Awesome. Um, but it'll be a fun weekend experience, but just community engagement. And I'm still going to travel and, you know, try to document my Latin hey. journey. Hey, that's some more. Alice. 
Do you know the Kasumba artists? Um, oh, I mean, definitely. I know some of them. I definitely know some of them. Um, I have a lot of favorites. This guy named Bonga. He's from, I believe he's from Angola, man. That dude is amazing. Um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of artists, man. Um, I'm blinking on the names right now. <laughs> but Bonga, oh, man, that dude is amazing. He has a little band and... Oh man, I, I, I so I could listen to him all day. I could listen to something like that all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just inquiring. <laughs> let me ask you this real quick. Um, you know how how can people reach out to you? How can they get in contact with you? Um, for the number four, the love of bachata. Okay, is my uh, page. And my name is who I am on Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of social media, and I've been fussed at about that. I plan on making a Insta page for the for the love of a chapter. Hey. I'm just not on social media personally, um, but I know it's a tool that can be utilized, you know, for the bachata page. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I get you. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um... I guess you know. I wanna. I wanna really just thank you, Natasha. You know, for taking time with you to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> like, just you know, talk about your your dance journey. So, yeah. And I, I'm not in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> now you were fine though. I enjoyed the conversation, and I um. You know, I can really tell how passionate you are about bachata. I, I definitely see that. <laughs> That's easy to see. I mean, do you really see it? Can you, can you? <laughs> um, I am. Yeah. I learned all the dances together for bachata. I, I don't know. It's just in me alma, in me corazón. That's, hey, come on, now. In the end, in the end. So let me ask you this, you know, um, is there anything you like to say before we close this out? You know, anything, any last words you like to share with the people? Um, but chat, no, I'm saying, I was like, something about Bachata, no. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's really fine. That's, that's my, my concluding thought. Dan should be a happy place. Mm -hmm. That's it. Hey, I think that's, uh, I think that's a great way to wrap this episode up. I want to, once again, thank you so much, Natasha, for taking time out to speak with me. Um, this will do it for this episode of the Two Lift You Podcast. Thank you so much, Natasha. All right. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Take care. Of course. Oh, man. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's all it is. Hey everyone, uh, if you made it this far to all the end of the video, I want to thank you so much. Um, my overall goal with making these interviews and these episodes is uh, to give a voice to dancers, you know, to give them a platform to speak their story. So uh, if this is of value to anyone, then that, that means the world to me. Um, my overall goal is to give value to the dance community. So, if you find no value in this, then I, I urge you to please let me know 
where I can improve on. Um, I I truly want to, you know, just uh, give value and content to to the dance community. Um, so please let me know how I can improve, where I'm messing up, because to be 100% honest with you, um, you know, I'm learning along the way as I do this. I, I truly am. So um, to be able to interact with, you know, the dance community, it means the world to me because it, it gives me feedback and lets me know, you know, what I'm doing right, where I can improve upon, um, you know, what I'm doing wrong, which I feel like might be more important. Um, so please, if you all could could comment and just let me know what you think, it, it means the world to me because, you know, that feedback just helps me improve. So um, please comment uh, as well, you know, please like and subscribe. That means a lot as well. Um, but, you know, I, I want to say thank you so much for for just watching this because it means the world to me. Um, you know, I want to... I want to take you on this journey of the Two Love Feet Podcast. You know, I'm, I'm very excited for it. So, once again, thank you so much.